Dissonance Media and the Other Stories presents Step into the abyss of After the Gloaming, a gothic fiction podcast that delves into the depths of human emotion. Unyielding love, revenge, internal struggles, and restless souls await you in nine haunting episodes where dread, fear, and rare glimpses of eerie happiness linger. Dare to listen on your favourite podcatcher? After the gloaming beckons, search now, but beware, innocence will be left behind. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. These aren't the stories your mother told you. No, these are the other stories. <laughs> the Great I Am, written by Matt Butcher, narrated by Justin Fife. I am as old as civilization itself and have watched empires rise to greatness and raise to ashes just as quickly. I have commanded mighty nations to take up arms and commit grotesque genocidal atrocities in my name. I am worshipped and I am hated, perhaps in equal measure. I am all-powerful, all-seeing and all-influencing. I am an inspiration to many, freedom to others. I am also the great deceiver, the great destroyer of will and the great manipulator. I am the quiet voice that lives in the hearts of men and women to urge them onwards, to brilliance or to self-destruction. I have raised many people to lofty positions and taken them back to the nothing they were without me. I am feared and I am revered. There is no escaping my grasp, my influence or my name. I am universal and have been for as long as the history books care to remember. I show no signs of losing my grip on humankind in the oncoming centuries either. For better or worse, I am eternal. My power was originally lesser, as there were originally far more and diverse entities all meriting the worship of the masses. But now, 
in an age of greater universal understanding, very few of us old ones remain in positions of power. Though I am not widely acknowledged, I have no Sunday sermon, no call to prayer, and no pulling the beating heart from the chest. My God, how I used to love those. I am still the most idolized and worshipped of us left. I'll wager you even know my name, as I am greatly renowned, now so more than ever. I knew a young man once, in times of old, who aspired for greatness beyond his means. He was born of a poor family, his father a beggar, and his mother dead from birthing him before providing him with any brothers or sisters. His father died not long after his birth, leaving him to be a child of the streets. He would thieve and hustle to keep his stomach full, but for people like him, this was far from enough. He refused to play the card that fate had dealt him, and that was where I came in. He worshipped me, idolized me before he even understood me. His soul was mine long before he pledged it to me, so my bond and hold over him were great. I helped him leave his bed in the dirt at the side of the street to respectable employment. He hastily climbed the ranks of his profession until he could reach no higher, but still, this wasn't enough. With my help, he soared to new heights. He continued to serve me and, as reward, made a name for himself in local politics. Here he thrived. He was the scrappy underdog, an archetype the public have always seemed to like, and began to claw his way up the political ladder. All this was in my name, and he still knew that he would be nothing without me. Without my help, he would still be a rat, scurrying around in the shadows, away from prying eyes of the layperson, as he stole bread from the local market to keep death away from his doorway. Within the decade, he had been appointed the head of the city's council, responsible for all manner of lofty legislation and rulings. From all the city's tax, to the management of the slave trade at the docklands, to the importing and exporting of silks and other highly valued trading, he was widely respected, despite his beginnings, and lived in the plush luxury that could only be rivaled by royalty. The palace had always been his dream as a child. With the greater understanding adulthood granted, he realized that his goal was too unrealistic even for me to help him achieve. Looking back, I believe this is where his faith in me started to wane. After all that I granted to him after his decades of servitude, his dedication faltered. He stopped serving me, and as such, I stopped imbuing him with the fortune and luxury I had kindly given to him for so long. He became overburdened with moral conflict in the city's legislations and other foolish idealisms, and thought he was in a position to correct the supposed wrongs he saw all around him. He suddenly wanted a simpler life, a minimalistic existence on a farm or some other such nonsense. How could he have forgotten what had set him on his path in the first place? I still don't know the answer to this. Human motivation still greatly perplexes me at times, despite my age. After a series of poorly received new legislations he attempted to implement, he was eventually stripped of his title, by the palace no less, and after beginning to descend the slippery slope of alcoholism, soon found himself back on the streets as a penniless truck. Irony is cruel like that. I, on the other hand, am always fair. Serve me and reap the rewards, turn your back on me, and you are left at the mercy of fate. 
I could have gotten him into the palace, you know. Had he dedicated himself to me fully, a lifetime perhaps, I could have found him a place within its marble walls. Maybe even chief advisor to the Sultan. Who knows? I still ponder this young man's story from time to time, musing over what could have been. Had his absolute desperation carried through from his childhood, then he could have been one of my most successful followers. Another tale from more recent times was that of a young woman with similar aspirations of greatness. She, too, had a humble start, but perhaps less so than the previous example, as the base quality of life had improved significantly in the centuries since. The parallels, however, were undeniably there. She grew up in a small city apartment with her four siblings, a drug-abusing and often violent mother, and an all-but-absent father. Understandably, she wanted more from life. She felt greater than her roots and sought my help in realizing her full potential. Generous as I have always been, I was able to help. After she had dedicated herself fully to me, she began to see improvements in her day-to-day life. She shed herself of her abusive upbringing, got an apartment of her own, and, after finding an agent, an old dedicated servant of mine, soon found herself in the limelight of Tinseltown. Though the film industry was still in its infancy, she was a natural, and with my guiding influence, she propelled herself to its pinnacle. She was a starlet of the highest order and happily reaped the benefits of a life in servitude to me. She had finally achieved the greatness she had desired so very much as an impoverished child. As with the previous tale, however, she sadly lost her sight. After reaching the top, she foolishly decided to cease following me and was soon to find herself tumbling right back down again. Oddly dissatisfied with her life of luxury, she drank and partook in the substance abuse that had plagued her early childhood to become the same unfortunate wreck her mother had been. Without me, she had become everything she had worked so hard to distance herself from. I am still saddened by her downfall, but as the choice was hers, so must the consequence be. You see, when you are a follower of my way, there is no turning back. I only ask for your lifelong servitude to achieve full potential, but that is sometimes overlooked. Once those who have achieved the levels of achievement I promise, they sometimes mistakenly believe they no longer need me. But without me, they are nothing. It is not a rule that I set in place, but it is one that is universally recognized. If they had wanted other things, they could have served others, but they chose to follow me, and there are consequences to this choice. I've never had any ill will towards my followers. You understand. While I am deceitful, I do not deceive out of malice or with any urge to cause malcontent. It is just the way of things. I am a cruel master, and servitude of me is not to be taken lightly. What I offer is worth it to those who truly believe in my cause. I can liberate from the shackles of misery. I can free you from the bonds fate saw fit to attach to you at birth. I can help men and women become gods in their own right, but at a cost. Though my influence has caused great pain and strife, I still fulfill my role with pride. I have steered history, helped nations rise to technological greatness and helped mankind rise from territorial apes to the civilized creatures that roam the earth today in search of the perfect frappuccino. 
I have watched the old world flourish through the eyes of monarchs and viewed the new world in wonder with an all-seeing eye. I have spanned the globe in ever-changing form, changing colors and hands as I go. I am in the hearts of powerful men and women, and I am present in the minds of those who aspire to stand shoulder to shoulder with them. I am what drives those to selfish and terrible acts, to turn their back on everyone they've loved. I am that which drives others to great acts of life-affirming kindness, of charity, and other altruistic epiphanies. I am hope for the downtrodden, inspiration for the starving dreamers. I sit on a broken throne of fragile luxuries. I wear a cloak of cloth and plastic, laden with the weight of regret, which pulls heavy on my shoulders. I am garbed in gold and nickel and velvet. At my fingertips are the leaders of every great nation, and at my feet the impoverished masses. I sail upon the black seas of the Middle East and dwell in the glistening subterranean passageways of Africa. I travel the globe as fast as light, and I sit and wait in holes and walls. The generals of my army are greed and ambition, though I won my war a long time ago with no real resistance. Of course, we must fight to remain dominant, as other ideologies threaten ours. Despite being eternal, I am also fleeting and transient. It is so tiring. I wish I could rest, but I have been sleepless since my birth. You offer up your lives piece by piece to me, and I bless you with what comforts you have surrounding you. I own you, though you believe the opposite to be true. You live to serve me. Surely by now you must know my name. I am the god of the modern world. My name is Money. I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Other Stories. The Great I Am is written by Matt Butcher, narrated by Justin Fife, edited by Carl Hughes, and music by Chris Zabriskie and Tom Robson. Say hello to my little friend. Actually, just say hello to our two new friends, our new patrons, KG and Whitney Overstreet. Thanks from all of us in the H&C office for pledging. It's with your ongoing support that we're able to do what we do, which is to, you know, to tell horrific stories of people dying and stuff. If you'd like to join KG and Whitney, head over to www.patreon.com forward slash Hawk and Cleaver and pledge from as little as a dollar. You'll get early ad-free access to episodes, a great feeling inside, and exclusive episodes. Until next time. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.